Hey, everybody. This is Ricky Grove. I'm here for the Completely Machinima podcast. Thank you for joining us. I'm here with my pals, Tracy, Phil, and Damien. Hello, Hello. everybody. Hello. Uh, we're going to be uh, talking about our Machinima news this week. And uh, why don't we start with you, Tracy? You have a nice long raft of interesting news for machinima filmmakers. Oh, I've only got three areas that I want to talk about, actually. Um, firstly, uh, a bit of an update on contests. Um, these are these are um, uh, things that have happened, and one thing that's kind of on now as we as we um, go to air. Um, firstly, Nvidia have announced the Omniverse Machinima contest results. Um, they did that at Seagraph, um, actually as part of a of a bigger talk. Um, so it's a little bit lost in the um, uh, the recording that they then posted. Um, what they mentioned was that they received dozens of entries and decisions that they made in picking the winners focused on the technical challenges overcome by those that they selected. Um, and then they put them on the Omniverse gallery page um, where you can find the links to the films themselves. Um, they're definitely worth watching. Um, the winner was uh, Simon Lavitt and runners up were Nicholas Lotz and Ted Sanguindo. Um, and we'll put a link in the in the showreel on the uh, link to the showreel on the on the, the show notes and also to the Omniverse Gallery itself. Um, Damien, I think you have a bit of an update on that one too, don't you? Um, uh, well, I was actually going to enter the contest, but uh, unfortunately, COVID happened, so <laughs> that <laughs> got me. It finally got me, and I just couldn't enter the contest. So I, I was kind of disappointed with that. But um, yeah. I, the uh, team from uh, NVIDIA, they, um, they, they sent me some of the, the, the results to have a look at, and uh, some very impressive work there. Um, we're going to be talking to them at some point. We haven't quite worked that out yet. Um, and as, just a little, uh, just for any of our listeners, if you have any questions about Omniverse, send them in, and then I can ask them when I do the interview. So if you want to have anything about what's coming or... Um, Good idea. Um, and, you know, if you've got any questions about Omniverse, just send them in, and then... I'll include that in the interview. Um, Brilliant. Yeah. So uh, I've definitely seems, got questions. Yeah. It okay. seems like Omniverse with uh, SIGGRAPH, which was just closed, it was last week, has made another push for uh, Machinima, trying mm. to get at that uh, with a higher profile and uh, putting in more updates and uh, um, fixes and, and additions to the uh, Machinima uh, aspects of uh, the Omniverse platform. So I'm really glad to see that. Mm. I'm not surprised in that, Ricky, because I think really, as as you know, our, our show is evidence of really, we're seeing more and more content coming out. So it's, it makes sense for them to be <clears throat> part of that story, I think. Anyway, secondly, uh, throughout September, um, John McInnes is running his second real-time movie contest for Unreal Engine 5 users. Um, this time he's providing all the scenes. So last time, if you remember, he provided all the characters. Uh, and what you need to do for the for the contest is create a mood scene with it. Now I had the chance to catch up with him during August, and there's a an interview with John all about the contest on our YouTube channel. Um, and he's got a, a Discord server where he's also doing updates. So um, watch our interview with him. He's quite forthcoming on what he's expecting and and how he's expecting the, the moods to be integrated into the movie that he's going to be making with the scenes that he's using. So that's yeah. really worth um, getting involved with. Um, what, does he, what, does he, what does he mean by mood? Can you yeah. 
That's a good question. Um, well, he makes reference to something called mise-en-scene. He said it used to be called mise-en-scene. And it's basically, I think, lighting, soundscape. I'm not too sure quite what he wants in terms of, um, bless you, in terms of Thank you. Uh, whether, whether there's character in the, in, the, in the scene or not. But he's basically expecting something interesting through the capture of that scene. So he's giving you all the assets and you've just got to do something interesting with it. So it's not a mood in, in terms of, say, it's a somber mood or a well, happy mood or anything like that. You can, you can do with them what you like. Okay. I think he's, he's really open to ideas. And okay. like I said, he's provided all the assets for you to do it. It's just a case of what you do with it. So got it's it. going to be quite interesting to see what comes of it. And he's got a really fascinating judges panel as well on, on the actual... Um, uh, the contest, um, including some of the guys that, that were winners from last year's uh, um, uh, contest. So it's, it's definitely going to be an intriguing one to watch. Um, what okay. I was going to say before before you, you, you sort of said that, somebody on the Discord server asked me, um, uh, do I, you know, I, I, I'll, I need to create my own um, scene and what have you. And I said, well, actually, you don't, because he is literally providing you with everything. Um, so it's it's how you film it, I think. How you create yeah. the story you you do come up with and the mm. how you actually shoot it. Cool. Mm. Yeah, how you shoot it is about right. Uh, and then thirdly, there's a, a nice little sizzle reel for Unreal's Better Light Than Never Challenge, um, uh, for which they said they received something like four hundred entries. Four hundred wow. entries. That's astonishing. Um, so we'll share a link um, to the sizzle reel. And there's a really nice little article on atlv.com as well. So we'll put a link into, into the um, show notes about that as well. And then there's a few creative projects to take a look, look at, which um, I picked up um, during the course of the, the last few weeks. Um, firstly, um, there's, there was a, a really stunning music video by Jackson Wang called Cruel. Um, uh, which was released on the 29th of July. It's up to about seven and a half million views at the moment. <laughs> um, and it was made using Unreal Engine 5 and live action. It's just absolutely extraordinary quality. And the choreography in it is, is astonishing. It's definitely worth taking a look at how it was made as well, because he's released some videos on the, the virtual production side of it, as well as, as well as the film. So we'll put a couple of links in the show notes to that, it's, it's one you've got to see. Um, and then there's another extraordinary film using Unreal Engine 5 called Coherence by Sagans. And that was released on the 3rd of June. And this one is using um, a style transfer applied by Disco Fusion. Um, also one definitely worth looking at. Um, I did toy with whether we should review that one, but I've, I had so many options this month. I, I decided that I'd cover this one in news, but it's definitely Good. worth a look. Good. Um, and then technical updates uh, for you. There's a nice looking mid poly module desert kit that's been released, which has lots of assets you can use and modify all for free. Um, and it's been created by Pavel Oliver. Oliver, um, and we'll put a link in the in the show notes to that. There's a really nice tutorial by Game Art Experiments, which shows you how to turn an AI. Uh, generated image into a 3D format. Um, mm. And the AI, the AI 
images that he's um, talking about are, are using Midjourney, um, and there's which a, is awesome, by the way. It's it's it, awesome. Absolutely incredible. I've got the links. I haven't had a play yet. Um, oh, you should. It's I can't it's wait to have a go with it. Yeah. Um, there's also a version of the process that he's put this tutorial out for um, using Blender, um, which makes ah. pretty much the whole process free workflow as well. So definitely um, have a look at that when you get a chance. Excellent. And then finally, um, in 3D avatars um, can now be turned into character creator for avatars um, because they have booked up with Reillusion. Um, oh, wow. So you can... Uh, create highly customized content based on real people without necessarily the animation challenges. Now they look a little bit plastic. They're not, they're not quite like the meta humans that we're seeing in terms of, of what they're doing, but they're not bad. Um, and what in 3D does um, is it uses a, a scanning tool that um, you have, I think on your mobile phone. Um, it takes a whole body scan um, and, the, and the, the tutorial sort of shows you how to um, drag it into character creator for. right um so it's quite a neat one to have a look at and again we'll put a link in the show notes for you and that's it for me this month good lord tracy you're amazing you come up with such incredible news thank you damien what kind of interesting machinima news have you found uh, i found three things um i'll start with it was something i briefly considered as my film selection but it's actually just a teaser trailer so i thought well let's wait for the actual uh, the final film before we review that um right. it's <laughs> it's a fan recreation of star wars knights of the republic which is a very popular video game by bioware released about 20 years ago but what they're doing is they're retelling the story using unreal 5 and the characters have created with uh religion's character creator and so um because uh, obviously those 20 year old character models are not going to be something you want to use now um, so they're doing this they're putting a whole ton of effort into it we've covered some of the videos before um, you know some of the test videos in our reviews previously so this is the first look at the actual series at uh, the very first episode they haven't put a release date on it yet which is a little bit frustrating because I want to see what they've done with it but um, I thought it's worth mentioning because it's telling a video game story in a completely new engine but still using machinima techniques. Right. So I'm right. very interested to see what happens with that. Yeah, I am we'll have too. A link and, we'll have a link in the show notes for that. Yeah. Yeah, that and, game uh, had such a great story. Mm. Um, and actually, I bought it, you know, when it came out and then tried to introduce it to my son a couple years ago. Um, first of all, it was challenging to get it to run on modern <laughs> hardware. But then, <laughs> yeah, boy, the, the, the graphics don't, they, they, they didn't hold up too great. So I'm, I'm very excited because it's a, it's a really good story um, through the course of that game. Uh, enjoyed it very much. Well, yeah, well, I bought the game. I came home, I started playing, and suddenly it was 12 hours later. So Ooh, <laughs> yeah, it's an absorbing game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's my first piece of news. And when we get more updates on that film, nice. we will, we'll, keep, we'll talk about it again. Um, the next thing was... It's not necessarily machine related, but it might be because the details are still kind of vague at the moment. But DreamWorks are going to use their moon, they're going to release their Moonray rendering platform as open source. And until they actually do that and people have a good look at it, I don't know how it's going to apply to machine. 
but in theory, you could probably export your iClone scene and render it in Moonray. Exactly. Also, Blender. There's no question in my mind that the Blender community is going to grab that one mm. as soon as possible. I, I suspect in a, a future update, soon a future update, they'll be integrating that um, Moonray render because it's a terrific renderer. They rendered, gosh, I can't remember the names of the animated films they did, but they're just gorgeous films. Mm. And uh, so it's a it's a polished and 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 beautiful renderer. I look forward to giving it a try myself if, if I can. Yeah. yeah. And Is that going to give Omniverse a uh, run for its money then? Is that what you're thinking? It might. It mm. might. Because it's I mean, I, I'm, I just, yeah. you know, my thinking here is Omniverse really, by making it tied to, uh, you know, the RTX and, you know, the supply of those still being a challenge is basically shooting itself a little bit in the foot and allowing this sort of stuff to um, come in and take over. But I mean, what what are the, you know, what are the platforms that you can run on on what kinds of computer? Yeah. Uh, and that yeah. this to me seems like a, a more viable option for those that get stuck in that supply. I agree with issue. you, but I think Nvidia has a longer view Okay. I think they're looking ahead because right now the art the there was a dip of about three months in prices where they were almost cut in half for the RTXs and any serious gamer is going to have an RTX card now. Right. And since the gaming community it, it draw is drawn into machinima, um, I don't think it, I think they're looking further down the road when this issue of card supply is going to be relatively minor. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think they have a longer view of it. But the thing about the moon rays becoming open source, um, it's going to allow, uh, like I said, people like Blender and other organizations to get that code. And since they have a, a, a strong fan base and strong consumer base, they're going to be able to turn that code immediately into working with their program. So mm -hmm. I think that's a, a very good thing. And, and it's part of a trend that we've been seeing in the last five or six years where open source isn't, um, the idea of open source isn't that it's just low class, that, that yeah. it's actually going to help. It's that the, there's a feedback loop where they're giving away stuff and customers are coming back to them. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're being smart about that whole consumer cycle. And uh, also the open source uh, organization that promotes it has been doing a really good job of uh, of getting it out there that open source is a good thing that it's not just junk, you know. Mm -hmm. There's the other element of uh, Nvidia Omniverse is being made to be something that is fairly easy to learn. I don't know how complicated Moonray is to use. Um, mm -hmm. I suspect because it's been used on such a professional level, it's not going to have that ease of use where you can just sit down with it and have something rendered or made within half an hour to an hour. Um, even if it's just, you know, a simple scene with some cubes running around, moving around, is your little test project. Uh, I feel like Moonray is probably going to be something you have to spend more time with to learn. But remember, it, the code is open source, which True. means smart coders are going to be able to reintegrate they're going to be able to create an interface, a graphic interface is going to be much easier to use than the pro level end that they're using at Dream, uh, DreamWorks. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, That's look true. at what so, look at what Blender did to itself. Yes. Yeah. When it remade itself and it yeah, so yeah, anything's possible there, I think. We'll have to I keep think an you're eye right. on what happens. I think you're right. The initial version of it might be somewhat complex, but I think down the down the line, coders are going to see that and go, no, we can't do that. Let's do it in a more simplified version. But but yeah. that's a good point. Right. And and the third uh, piece of news is more of a heads up to something that's going to happen because it hasn't happened yet. It's on the September the 19th to the 20th is the uh, uh, NVIDIA GTC conference. And I've been told that there's going to be more news about uh, NVIDIA Omniverse, uh, new reveals and things that's going to happen there. Great. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're using Omniverse and want to learn more about it, keep an eye on that uh, event. It's, I imagine it's all going to be streamed. Um, so you can just, you know, watch it from home and in your comfort of your home and see what they're going to announce. So that's worth keeping an eye on. Very good. I've attended the GTC conference several times and it's a fantastic conference. Uh, easily uh, rivals SIGGRAPH, and it's more accessible than SIGGRAPH. Mm. SIGGRAPH has grown. It's like Comic-Con. It's so big, mm. one day isn't enough to really grasp it. And even mm. if you spend the whole time there, you've only got one little path that you've found. There are innumerable paths that you could follow in it. So great. I'm so glad that they're streaming that live. It's well worth your time as a machinima filmmaker or a creator to uh, look through GTC. They're, they're at the forefront of, of promoting machinima and making machinima an important part of uh, artistic creation. Right. Well, that's me done for this month. Thank you very much, uh, Damien. Phil, did you have anything you wanted to add? Uh, I've just got a quick bit of news, kind of sad, but um, not, not entirely depressing, but the, the, the website filmmusic.io, which is where uh, Kevin McLeod um, hosted all of hosts all of his music where I had uh, have have mine as well. Um, that site was founded a few years ago, and basically, the idea of it was that for artists, you know, like me, that we would offer the base of our uh, 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 soundtrack music essentially uh, available for Creative Commons use, but then there was the ability to for someone to purchase an extended license if they wanted to say use it for commercial purposes or use it in some way other than the the already pretty generous creative commons license and uh sasha who is the the guy who's been running that site um out of germany uh just over the past 12 to 18 months in particular there have been some changes in regulation um tax related in particular where it just made it infeasible for him to continue to pay out to, uh, to handle the collection of those fees for extended licenses and then pay them out to the artists without there being a lot of bureaucratic meddling and uh it just uh, it's it just bad he's already running the site basically on a zero profit basis and this just made it where it just wasn't feasible to continue doing that uh, but rather than just shut down the site completely He's basically just now it's purely just creative comments. And he he reached out to all of us who have our music there and said, hey, if you if you obviously don't want to continue, just let me know. I'll take your stuff down. But we're going to go just all creative comments and you can put wording in your bio or whatever that if, if people want to do an extended license, they need to contact you and negotiate that directly. So um, anyway, it's 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 unfortunate, but uh, 
but it's not the end of the world for sure. And that site is still a, uh, a great location to, uh, if you're looking for a piece of music to use in an online video on YouTube and whatnot, it's got some of the most generous uh, licensing available and a wide variety of the catalog is, is very diverse. You can search it by genre or by uh, a particular artist. And uh, again, Kevin McLeod has his music over there. I want to, I want to say North of a thousand songs, maybe even significantly more than that. And uh, there's at least a dozen other uh, music artists over there. So uh, it's filmmusic.io. Um, so that's, that's the change that happened there. Well, that's, that's good news and bad news. Good yeah. news and bad news. Good news is for machinima filmmakers is that filmmusic.io is a great source to go for finding um, music for your uh, for your machinima film. The bad news is that uh, content creators like such as yourself are not going to be able to get anything back from your efforts. But yeah. I think that was a smart move on his part. Rather than dissolve the the site entirely turn it into Creative Commons. Now, for those of you who don't know about Creative Commons, usually there's there's several levels of Creative Commons, but usually the Creative Commons is attribution, meaning that you have to give credit to the composer of the music and also the uh, link to filmmusic.io or whatever link that the creator uh, uh, provides in the credits. Uh, so don't forget, if you use music from that uh, site, you need to, and it's Creative Commons, you need to give credit to the um, uh, composer in your credits. I mean, it's just, that's a natural thing to do, but yep. I think it still should be stated anyway. Thank you. And you don't that. have to put it in the film itself, by the way. It's nice if you do, if you credit the the music artist, but you don't have to. It's just got to be in the, like in the, in, somewhere in the description area of uh, of the YouTube video. And when you download a piece of music there, it gives you all the instructions and copy paste. You can take the, the info and you know, put it into your video. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a neat site and I'm glad he's continuing it. Now he's doing it basically at it just at his own expense. I'm not sure what uh, hosting costs are involved for a site like that, but uh, it's not zero. Um, yeah. He does accept donations there. Um, and which is great because you know, that that's what'll keep the lights on for him. So. Still yeah. there. You, hear, you hear that machinima filmmakers, if you get, you use three or four, pieces from film music drop them five bucks yeah it'll it'll help them out and it's the good thing to do you'll feel good he's a really good guy sasha and a, and a very talented musician himself he's got his own music on there as well excellent thank you um i've only had three short things that i wanted to uh, share with you all <clears throat> this is omniverse related audio to face i uh, had an update 2022.1 which includes the, the most important update for it is it includes emotion sliders where you can give the face, uh, the standard face that you're uh, animating, that you're, you're creating um, and uh, certain emotions. Now they're broad emotions, anger, fear, um, grief, things like that. They also gave the uh, model eyeballs because it didn't have eyeballs before. So now you can see blinks, you can control blinks for it. One of the interesting things that you can do with it is you can actually create an emotional, you can let, there's an AI element in it and you can actually al allow the program to determine the emotional state from the audio that you provide. Hmm. 
And uh, the results, I think, of course, I haven't seen enough to really come up with a solid opinion, but they're satisfactory, I think. They're okay, especially, I mean, and perhaps in a close-up, they might be, you might have to be choosy about it, but certainly in a medium shot or a wide shot, they're just fine. They're just perfect for it. Um, the program is basically sliders and then click box, click a check mark a box, put in your wave file and it'll automatically determine it. Uh, you can further adjust it using the sliders after you've had the AI decide on what emotion it is. So I think it's an interesting addition to it. Um, since it connects with Real Illusion, the workflow could be character creator, create a character, bring it into audio to face, do the emotional thing, re-export it using the USD.USD format back into iClone, and then you've got a character. I suspect that's the kind of thing that would take maybe a half an hour maybe an hour to put together. So that's something you might want to look into, Damien, or anybody else who wants to use uh, um, iClone and, uh, or even Unity uh, to do character creation. So it's a really good update. And I think that um, it shows that their NVIDIA Omniverse team is back making uh, uh, decisions and adding uh, quality of life updates to the program so that's we'll have a link to that in there you definitely should check it out it's pretty cool i did link, see the I little said, i did see a little trailer for that in the SIGGRAPH announcement i thought that looked really impressive uh, I've, I've not had a chance to sit down and try it yet but i'm looking forward to yeah the, the texture and emotion is really interesting i think but you do have to be careful because it because it infers the emotion based on the words and the punctuation in the text so you have to be a good writer. So you to, could actually actually create some absurd things by absolutely. putting in bizarre you know, yeah. like dash, dash, semicolon, word, word, comma, dash, and just see how it interprets that. That would mm. be fun. Mm. Be interesting to wonder, try saying the same thing over and over again, but in different tones to see if it can pick up on that. Excellent. Ricky, that would be something you should try because you'd be so good at that. That's good. That's good. I'll get a hold of Friedrich Kirshner and we'll start working on something weird. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that's nice, interesting. Though. If it's if it's taking its cues from the text, but also picking up something from the actual audio as well. Yeah, there's certain types of delivery that I would think it would would be very challenging. Sarcasm. Mm. Oh yeah. Or <laughs> irony. Do do that? Or irony, irony, that's right, where the where the, the text does not match the intent or tone. So that'll that yeah. would be fun to play with. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be funny to take some Shakespearean speeches and plug them in there and see what they would do. They did the um in one in one of the videos that we linked to, <laughs> they there's an, a goofy little uh series of three sentences that they had uh, that they used. I can't remember it something over the locks and queen something but anyway they showed different emotions saying the same lines but then plus 10 anger plus then <laughs> saying yeah. the same thing and it was quite amusing i really enjoyed it yeah. but like i said it, it's a useful tool and i think you uh, should keep an eye on it machinima filmmakers should definitely take a look at it i think it'll be very helpful in um even if you don't use it for your entire production, you can use it for specific scenes. 
once you get the workflow down, like I said, half hour, an hour, you should be able to integrate it, no problem. Because again, it's using the .usd format, which is slowly becoming a universal format for being able to transfer um, assets from program to program. Blender does a USD, Unity does USD, and uh, the whole Omniverse is USD. So um, mm -hmm. definitely check that out. My next two pieces are short. Um, Adobe released a comprehensive Premiere Pro guide for long-term and episodic filmmakers. Um, now that's the title of it. The actual, it's, it's in the form of a wiki, which is a really good way to do it. The title of the wiki is Best Practices and Workflow Guide. That's a more succinct way of putting it. I wish they would have made that in the title. Long-term and episodic filmmakers are like, what? Um, but workflow guide is really good. Now, the bulk of the guide is basic, uh, a Premiere Pro, Pro workflow. How to bring documents in, how to add titles, how to do graphics. But one of the things they do is they talk about colla the collaborative element of being able to use Premiere because some of the updates allow you to uh, collaborate inside of Premiere to, to work on a specific project. Since Premiere Pro is such a widespread, um, its usage is widespread, this I think would be an interesting topic to look at. And since it's in a wiki format, you don't have to read from the beginning to the end. You can just go to the parts that are interesting to you uh, as a filmmaker. Um, again, Adobe Premiere is part of their Premiere subscription only package, which is frustrating as hell. But you can, the good thing about it is that you can, you can rent Adobe Premiere separately from anything else. I think it's like $9.95 a month. So um, that makes it much less onerous than the $55 you're going to have to pay for the whole package of stuff. So it's a, it's a good document. Um, I find it uh, Adobe Premiere not as intuitive as, as DaVinci Resolve. I think DaVinci Resolve is a better program for uh, uh, editing package for uh, beginning filmmakers and medium level filmmakers because it's just so simple and clear and it's free. Um, Which is weird also, by the way, because it has a reputation of being difficult, but I did not find it that way at all. Now I am, I'm not a newbie of course, but I've used the same thing, Vegas, for decades. And so I was really based on reputation and for, from people that I know even saying, oh, that's, that's a tough one. No, it's not. It's just different. And if you just embrace the paradigm that they've built the modules on, it, it is way more intuitive than, than Vegas and Premiere I've only dabbled with. But yeah, it's if you've heard that and are, are, have shied away from uh, Da Vinci, don't. It's, it's, it's not that hard uh, and actually, and it's extremely powerful. And free. And free. The well, thank you. But... Thank you that. Um, so, and, and although there isn't a document like the workflow guide uh, to Premiere for DaVinci Resolve, there in, are innumerable uh, YouTube uh, DaVinci Resolve gurus Yes, that have complete guides for the beginners for DaVinci Resolve. But I do think if you like Adobe Premiere, this is a document you should take a look at. 
And if you're making short term, short form series, this is a really good way to, uh, to bone up and clear up your uh, workflow. So that's it for Adobe. It's really good. And the last item I have is a sort of fun item that I wanted to share with you. It's a um, in Second Life, somebody has gotten together, a group of people gotten together and they've created Lynchland. And it's a sim that's devoted to the art and characters of David Lynch uh, <laughs> in Second Life. Yes. New World, uh, Wagner James Au reported on the premiere party a few weeks ago, which I couldn't attend, but I, gosh, it sounds like it was a lot of fun. They have a Flickr collection uh, that will put a, uh, a note in of all of the pictures that were taken during the taken during the premiere and also covering a lot of aspects of the sim. Now, if you want to film there, you probably need to get permission. I suspect that they will allow filmmaking. I don't know for sure, but I suspect they will, but you have to get permission. But it just looks fascinating, especially if you love the work of uh, David Lynch. Um, we'll put a link in there for you to visit it and uh, all you Second Life. Uh, I bet that's just wonderfully strange. <laughs> it is, it yeah. is. Second Life is a perfect platform for David Lynch. I'm surprised he hasn't jumped in on it. So uh, they have a brief interview. Wagner James Al has a brief interview with the people who uh, put it together and it looks really cool. I, I I can't wait to check it out myself. So with that, I think we've covered the uh, news for this month. Um, just a note to everybody, we, we probably are gonna be changing the format uh, next month of our news. We're gonna be moving the news to a uh, website uh, blog only. Uh, we will include our comments on the news articles and if important news come come up, we will discuss it here between ourselves. But primarily, we're going to be moving it to our blog at uh, completelymachinima.com with uh, links and everything. And then we'll also be uh, moving the film section to end of each individual film will have an episode of its own. We'll be releasing those every Thursday. That's uh, not next month, but the month after. That would be October, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, October. So uh, be aware that we're going to be changing the format. Uh, give us some feedback if you like that idea and you want us to keep going with it. Also, if there's any news that you have that you think we should cover, please contact us at talk uh, at completelymachinima.com. Also, any ideas that you have or comments on the news or films that we're covering, we'd love to hear from you. And films, if you've created a film and you think it's worth our time to look at, send it along. Well, we have a film coming up that somebody did just that that we're going, to, we're going to be talking about in our film section. So that's it for the news this month. Thank you very much. And thank you, my friends, for uh, sharing the news with me. And uh, we'll see you the next time in which we'll be talking about Machinima Films. So that's it. Over and out. Bye-bye. Bye. like a rogues gallery. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>